Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin, let's take our golden pause. So wherever you are, please sit comfortably if you can. If not, and you're doing something, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present in your body and your breath and just super engaged in whatever it is you're doing. But if you can, sit comfortably, uncross your legs, and place your palms open on your lap. Raise your shoulders up to your ears, pinch them really good, take a deep breath in, and on the exhale, roll them back down so that you're seated upright and you're alert, you have your attention on what it is you're doing, which is you're not going to be doing much but breathing. So let's go ahead and close our eyes and begin to breathe together, shall we? Let's breathe in through our nose, allowing our chest and our belly to fully extend fully expand, taking in the fullness of our breath. And just exhale, release, relax, taking another deep breath in, allowing your nose through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath again. And just relax, breathing in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release, relax, and sink inward. Breathing in pure golden sunlight through your core, through your heart, through your mind. On the exhale, just allow yourself to let go of what doesn't serve you in this moment. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, Let go of any fear, tension, or anticipation you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Just exhale, release, relax, sink inward. And this time as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, Opening your heart and spend a moment thinking of one thing you can feel grateful for. And as you fill your entire body, every cell of your being with golden gratitude, just exhale and feel the joy that gratitude brings. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, Just continue to let go of all other thoughts, emotions, or feelings. Breathing in pure golden gratitude focused only on that one thing you're grateful for. On the exhale, just allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again to every cell of your being, On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again, like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. 
And let's just take a moment of stillness, allowing that gratitude to continue to wash over us. As you breathe in and exhale, I'm taking one last deep breath in, pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Well, as part of the Live in Peace series, I thought it might be really fun to talk about some of the tools, some of the don't sweat the small stuff tools about how you live in peace. We just did one right there. Pausing in gratitude is one of the greatest and easiest, most simple ways you can bring yourself back to a place of peace and contentment, even amidst some real angsty circumstances. When we stop and pause in gratitude, it allows our heart. First of all, you access your heart, even just touching your heart accesses your heart, but it allows you to change your train of thought from wherever you are and just be in a place of gratitude. And as long as you're really truly focused on that one thing you're grateful for, what will happen is your energy will shift. Your mood may shift. Your entire perspective may suddenly shift. That's one thing. Now, when we talk about shifting your perspective, this is the second tool. When you realize that your reality is dictated by the thoughts you're having, by your mood that you're in, by the energy that you get swept up in, this has everything to do with you just letting your thoughts run you a rampant. You have just forgotten that you are the master of your own destiny and ship. Let's think of it like a ship if you don't believe you're the master of your destiny. Let's just say that your mind is really, that is the ship and you have to get perspective over a situation. You have to bring yourself back into a place in your brain from your reptilian brain, which is your amygdala, the fight or flight fear oriented response to life and bring it back to the prefrontal cortex, the CEO of your life. How do you do that? Well, you breathe. You breathe and you talk to yourself differently. When you're in that space of just complete panic for whatever reason, it could be your finances. It could be a situation you're in. Just the other day, I was walking on a trail. And if you uh, follow me on Instagram, you'll see on my story that I posted about this. I was walking on a trail and it was just a beautiful day. And it was like 11 or 12 in the afternoon. Um, I usually pick that time so I don't bump into wildlife I don't want to see, <laughs> like mountain lions and bears. But on this particular day, I was coming down this hill on this trail, and I literally heard a bear running above me on the trail. Like, I don't think it was on the trail. I think it was in the woods above me, but it was close because I could hear him or her. It made this very loud sound. It was running through the brush. It was like, oh. And I was like, oh shit, that's a bear. <laughs> that's a bear. I know that's a bear. I don't even know how I know that's a bear, but that's a bear. And so I let out this very loud sound like, whoa, 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 really loud. And I can be really loud because I used to ride horses 
And so, I mean, I used to ride horses for 20 years. So I know the kind of sound that stops a horse. And I figure same kind of sound is going to stop a bear. <laughs> so I was hoping anyways. I wanted that bear to know that I was right there because it was close. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to run into me, basically. I couldn't see it, but I could hear it. Well, I, I, after I did that, I kept walking and I, I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was scared. I was like by myself. I didn't have anything but my cell phone with me. So I called my son-in-law, Devin. He's a police officer in the area, but he wasn't working. He was at home, but he answers. And I go, Devin, I just heard a bear in the woods just next to me. What do I do? And he's just like, well, you don't have to do anything. Just make sure he knows you're there. He doesn't want to run into you as much as you don't want to run into him. But I decided the best thing for me to do would be to stay on the phone with Devin while I was walking down this hill because I knew just feeling like I was so isolated and alone wasn't going to help me deal with my fear. So I thought, I'm going to just stay on the phone with Devin. And then when I get close to the bottom of the hill or I run into some other people, I can, you know, say goodbye. And so I did. But the thing is, you know, if I had really panicked, I wouldn't have had those thoughts to make that loud noise, to call my son-in-law, to keep myself calm, just in case I did run into the bear. And just in case um, I had a true emergency, I, I, you know, I, I didn't know. And so it's an, it's an example of what happens when we have these tools in place, when we know what our tools are and when we have to reference them in emergency situations or any situation, we know that the breath is the very first access of our prefrontal cortex. If you hold your breath, you have no ability to access your prefrontal cortex. If you breathe deeply, it increases the parasympathetic nervous system response. And that's the place where your prefrontal cortex is going to be activated. So what you want to do in all emergency situations is calm yourself. Calm yourself first. Take those deep breaths. You won't have a chance of getting through an emergency situation if you don't. But if you can calm yourself, then you can think through step-by-step step what you need to do in order to... Um, arrive in safety. So that's, that's a really good tool, isn't it? Just your breath, um, realizing, um, that you have to change perspective, you know, on any situation, but let's talk about how that impacts conflict. There's a principle in our, um, one of the five principles of happiness that we talk about throughout the don'ts with the small stuff books and in Richard's book, you can be happy no matter what. And that's living in separate realities to realize that, we are all looking at life through our own individual lens. It's a filter. It's a filter that belongs to us. Because why? It, we don't have two filters that are exactly alike. And the main reason is because there are no two people, even kids in the same household, do not have exact identity lives because they have unique experiences. They have unique experiences that are only unique to them. Now, they might have some shared experience, just like you share DNA with your sibling. You, you, have, un, you have unique experiences that are also shared, but you have your own experiences. And then you begin as a child to grow with a certain interpretation of the universe, a certain interpretation of what life is all about. And this is based on 
a lot of things, but one of the main things it's based on is your unique experience. Then what happens is you develop these beliefs about life. And belief, as we know, is, is one of the deepest powers we have. When you have a deep belief, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your belief system, it, it really behooves us to analyze what is our belief system, because that is actually going to be determining the manner in which you live, and it determines your filter by which you view the world and by which you see the world. I'm going to repeat something that I've talked a lot about in other podcasts, but I haven't talked about it in a while. And that is that we live in such a separate reality and such a tight focused lens. It could be like a literally a tunnel that we are living in every single day. Why? Because whatever is in our sphere of reality, which is really a very, very, very minute amount of data that then what is actually present. It's like six bits of information that we take in, maybe 40. And if you can take in, you know, 40 bits of information, well, let me just tell you something. In every minute that you're taking in 40 bits of information or six to 10 bits of information, depending upon whatever, but you're, it's a very small percentage of 11 million bits of information. That's all 11 million. That means that there's 11 million possibilities of information that you could be taking in within your scope any particular minute, but you're only taking in maybe maximum 40 bits. So this is how we keep from becoming overwhelmed. This is how we keep from becoming um, completely overwhelmed. It's our uh, brain it's our brain's function and our mind's way of narrowing our scope so that we can um, live our lives with a, a certain amount of equanimity and we're not completely overwhelmed by all the information heading at us every single minute. But this doesn't mean that the other possibilities don't exist. This just means that your particular focus is narrowed to what it is based on the internal beliefs that you have. And based on, and those internal beliefs are formed from your experiences, from your mentors, um, from the studies that you do over your lifetime, from your um, different spiritual awakenings. There's all sorts of different things that impact our belief systems, right? So that's a tool though, when you think in terms of knowing that we all live in our own separate reality, this is really important because as we live in a world with, you know, billions and billions of people, and we recognize that no two people are alike in the way that they see the world, well, you can see how important that is. And just even in your own household, in your own household with your spouse or with your children, if we can recognize that everyone is operating from their own operating system in a way, and that, you know, it's uniquely designed to them, then we can find the compassion necessary in conflict to realize that rather than, you know, thinking that we're going to have to uh, meet with an understanding, maybe we both have to meet with the understanding that we both are seeing things differently. And maybe that's really where people need to start in conflict is how can we merge the way we see things right now? How can we talk about how you're seeing this versus how I'm seeing it and maybe then get deeper 
into another layer versus, and, and what is our belief about this? Now that's a high level, a very high level of communication, isn't it? But imagine how much less conflict there would be if we just really, really deeply took that in, deeply understood it, that sometimes when we're in conflict, the person that we're in conflict with, they can't possibly see things our way and we can't possibly see their, things their way. So what we have to try to do is understand and have compassion and that that's the place that allows us to resolve our conflict is through compassion and understanding. All right. So let me think of one more tool for you to live in peace today. All right. Well, let's talk about um, our bodies for a moment. I did something really just outrageously not in character for the most part the other day. And I picked up um, at the store, I picked up a package of licorice. I love licorice. Now, usually I read the ingredients. This day I didn't. I just, oh, black licorice. It just looks so good to me. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a couple pieces. Well, like six pieces later, I had overdone my black licorice uh, quota for the day. And I wasn't feeling very good about that. So I, I looked at the package and I made myself read the ingredients. And oh boy, I was thinking after I read them, I'm like, wow, I just did a real number for my liver today. I think that particular licorice had every modified food starch and everything in it that you could possibly imagine, every corn syrup. It was like the worst thing I could have eaten. And, you know, and I, I have to be honest, I was beating myself up for it for quite a while. I was like, wow, how could you do that? How could you make that choice? What, 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 what got into you? And, you know, sometimes I'm like everyone, I just I get tired and I just want to sit on the couch and watch a movie and I don't want to be so rigid and I've like been good all week long and it's Sunday and I just want to enjoy myself. And then sometimes enjoying myself is eating something that is completely off my diet and then I eat too much sometimes. So that's what happened. But what I had, what I had to do and why I did, why I looked at the ingredients was I had to really um, take note of that because I didn't want to repeat that behavior again. And I knew I wouldn't once I realized what was actually in that particular uh, package of black licorice. But the education piece was, was really important. And so I think about when I want to come back to peace, um, you know, clearly that didn't make me feel so good, but it didn't make me feel very good emotionally either. So I had to work with myself on both levels, the physical level. The next day I drank tons of water. I did a little bit of fasting and I did a really good cardio workout in the morning because cardio makes you sweat and sweat is detoxifying. So I was really giving my body what it needed to de detoxify. I, um, did a, a shake and I put extra fiber in it. And I really, you know, just my whole goal for the whole day was to eat clean and clean out. And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't even feel that bad. I was like, wow, this is kind of a testament to my own system that it's, it's really managing all those ugly chemicals <laughs> because I don't eat them very often, but I didn't even feel that bad, but I just knew that it wasn't good for my body. So I decided I needed to really make up for it the next day and the next day and the next day and all week long, actually, it's, it's going to propel me in a very positive direction. <laughs> so I share that with you because, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not <clears throat> perfect in what I, um, give my body, but I do know this one thing that a really great tool to have in your tool belt 
is to notice that the things you put into your body aren't going to always make you feel so good, but you can remedy that by making a change and by realizing that, that what you put into your body really does affect your mood. It affects your energy level. It affects everything. So when you talk about health, you know, it doesn't really help you to beat yourself up for something that you've eaten or done. But so when you are doing that, you know, do what I did and, and do it for a while and then talk to yourself differently and forgive yourself for having made a mistake and then do what you can take action to help you, um, find your place with in a balanced body. Again, come back to balance and, you know, keep working on that. So that's what I would suggest to you. Those are the tools I would suggest today for living in peace and, finding that sense of harmony that we so crave during this time in the world. And we so crave after COVID, after the health crisis that's happening um, or during the health crisis that's happening to our country right now, it behooves all of us to develop practice and use those tools, those emotional tools in our tool belt so that our resilience grows so that in the face of, um, you know, any fearful situation what that you might find yourself, you're able to access your wisdom, able to access your internal guidance and um, get your get yourself to uh, a better place. All right. Much love to you. Please share this with your family and friends and come back again. Don't sweat the small stuff. We are living the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author Christine Carlson. You're invited to join Christine at one of her upcoming retreats in California, including her popular What Now Women's Retreat at Sea Ranch and her new Revive and Thrive Mental Health and Wellness Retreat at Mount Shasta. Get all of the retreat details today at christinecarlson.com.